How you like it? Man, that put a smile on my face. <laughs> That's because you're about to do a podcast. Oh. You know, you've been, you've been telling me to wake up. You know what we've all been saying? Look alive. Look alive, because this is Man Alive. <laughs> Welcome to Man Alive, Man Alive in Christ because of the Man Alive from the grave. That's right. Man, uh... Let that new music play. Man, yeah, it's beautiful. Are you liking it, bro? I do. I, I do. I picked it out. Now that it's on it, and see it's going to taper its way on it. Fades out naturally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ain't got to edit that. Exactly. Exactly. Now you know where I'm coming from. Right. All right. So. When you're on salary, you got to figure these things out. <laughs> what was it? They, they don't call me a problem solver for no reason. <laughs> so, so, uh, what's our verse for today? You got that ready? I ready do. For rock and roll. I do. So while you're while you're grabbing that, I'll go ahead and give the overall theme. Um, we're gonna look be looking at that. I found it. Men alive with kids, <laughs> with children. So last week it was marriage. Or last podcast it was marriage. This week it'll be. Uh, 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 with children. That's right. So we, we started to do it and combine those two things. It's just family. But we realized there was enough information there That's that right. we, we could break it up. We, and if we you didn't want to shortchange it. You could probably go ahead and take these off too. I mainly just had them going for the uh, music. Yeah. And so that we can hear that those keys and stuff. So if you see me throw them back on, you know I'm about to play some music that'll play us out. So. And that'll cue me to throw them back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Where are we going with this? We're going to Psalms 127, and we're going to start in verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. So the more children, the more arrows. Yeah, and the more kids, the more dead people around, right? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I mean, it's the whole idea that that children are a blessing. That's what we mainly wanted to point out. Children are a blessing. And so when we're looking at that, if you're a man alive, you know, how many times do we sit there and you hear someone say something like, man, I love my kids, but, <sighs> right? And, and yeah. it's, being a parent is just exhausting. And don't get me wrong, there are, there is a certain amount of, if you're working mm-hmm. to raise your children, there should be a certain amount of exhaustion there, right? We're human. Yeah, it shouldn't be easy. <laughs> um What's easiest to give them to the world? Put them in front of a TV, put them in front of a, a tablet or something, your phone, and just be like, get out of my hair. Put them in front of the government. Yeah, put them in front of the government. I, I mean, and so, um, uh, in case you're wondering what the government is, it's it's the schools, the public school system. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I love Bobby Bauckham's statement of, um, you send your kids to the um, to be trained by Caesar, and then you're surprised when they come out as Romans. <laughs> well, know. it makes sense. Uh, why, why are you hoping that an hour every Sunday 
at church is going to somehow overcome the four, five, six hours, yeah, five days a week in front of the government. Yeah, yeah. Now, and and I'm not wanting to just go. You're a horrible parent if you put your kids. We we kind of go down this rabbit hole, but and I want to. I do want to say. You're not a horrible parent if you send your kids to school, in public school. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what's going on in your life that says this is our best option. What I am saying is, are you trying to do your best? Right? Or, or if so, it is your best option, recognize the, the pit holes that are there. You, what what can you do to offset that? You're going to have to that? spend a lot of time undoing what they're doing. Right. And, and and I don't just mean like when they teach evolution. Right. Because they're around a bunch of people who are being um, brought up in the zeitgeist, the, 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 the waters of our time. You know, you always right. hear, a fish don't know he's wet. Why? Because he's in water. Right. And so the waters of our time is this postmodern, um, fatalism, secularism uh, type of worldview. Right. And so if they're in that, they're swimming in that, you have to do a lot to show them that they're wet. And this and this worldview is not neutral. No. Because no, 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 I no. mean in a world where Christianity is just considered an opinion, right? But evolution is a fact. You you're not in a neutral world. You're yeah. you're in a yeah. uh, as Aaron Wren likes to call it a negative world. Yeah. Where it's a negative view against Christianity. I just read a, a book and and I love the term trash world. Trash World. Trash World. Now, what book is that? It is uh, the uh, Bonobus option. The Bon. Yeah. The, the Bonobus option. Bon Bonobus. Bonobus. The Benedict same. option. Nope. Nope. He named it similar to that, but it's the Bonobus option. He's the saint okay. that cut down the tree of Thor. Okay. And um. I like the song that we like so yeah, much. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you ever listen to this podcast, we'd also like to be able to use it as a entrance music. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, uh, what's what's the guy's name that Brian Suave? Yeah, Suave. Yeah, he has a podcast um, that you like to listen to about about um, strange. Is it Strange Cosmos or is that the same guy? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Well, I've never put that together. All right, so back to kids. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Man Alive. <laughs> we are men definitely alive and distracted. Uh, so so our kids are arrows. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And we're when we fire them, not fired as in you're out of a job, but when we release them... We Donald them, Trump and our children. That's right. When we... Yeah. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. When we release these kids into the world, are we releasing them prepared for what the world's going to have, what it's going to hit them with? How do we do that? Where do we start? All right, so you're bringing up, uh, I, yeah, my mind was going somewhere a little bit different. Let's go with your, so, yours. So, well, no, 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 <laughs> let's answer that. So how do we bring them up in that manner? Well, you bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That's right. You you have to bring, give them the foundations to understand the worldview in which they think and the worldview in which their parents are bringing them up. The problem is with the last two, three generations was you go to church. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what your parents did. And 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 um, little did did they know 
that that was that was going to come out of vogue, right? That, right. that that was going to go away, and and we were going to um, have to answer that one day, not because um, a child asked it, but because the culture in general asked it. And why do we do this? Um, why do we believe in a six-day creation? Why do we believe in in um, in a literal uh, uh, Adam and Eve? Right. Right. Why do we believe in in um, the a Christ of... who 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 was who died, was buried, and resurrected? Right. Why do we believe? So so why do we go to church? Not. And I'm not. I'm not going to answer all these things now. But what I'm saying is, we got to have the answers to our children, so that our children aren't going. Well, it's just what my family did. Right. They need it's tradition. To be brought up. It's tradition. Right. It's it's. Um, you know, how many people are Baptist or Pentecostal or Methodist? Those are probably the three big ones in this area. Um, uh, just because that's what they were brought up in. Right. Not because they understand the doctrinal issues. Not because they. They they think oh well this is this is um, I lost my drink um, not because um, this is what uh, brings God glory the most in my mind or, or whatever right and look I'm not I'm not telling you to to, to necessarily go um, to pick on whatever you came up in right but understand why you believe it. And then teach that to your children. Right. A good place to start with that too is, have you ever wondered why do we go to church every Sunday? And if you, if it's, why is it Sunday not Saturday? And, and yeah, 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 that's a good one because that's coming up. I have to tell you about the um, Hebrew roots guy that I've been talking to. <laughs> um. So, so there are certain things in our culture because people are questioning things. People are looking for answers. Um your kids are probably going to have to answer things that you never thought to even ask about. And and so you want to give them how do you, how do you do that? How do you do it? through the word itself? Through the word itself and, and, to and teach your children to have yeah. a healthy, respectful fear of the Lord. And, and there's a place for the father to say this is right, this is what you should yeah. do. You do it. I I'm your father. This well, is it's kind of like you a sex there, talk, right? Right. There, there's like, a, like, like, where do babies come from, right. mommy? <laughs> That's the first answer, right? That right. And then, and then as as the children you just had develop, to trust me on this. <laughs> yeah, as the children develop, then it becomes. All right, let me tell you a little bit more. Let right. Let me tell you a little bit more. You 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 give them what they're capable of understanding. And, right. And and, and and that's what part of parenting is: is teaching children what they need to know, when they need to know it, right. in a way that they can comprehend it. But And once they get to that point where the child can understand more of why why am I saying this, why, why do I drag you out to church on Sunday, and we hear Ephesians chapter 5, uh, you probably have this down on Ray Bama Steal Your Thunder. Go for it. We're going to actually, Ephesians chapter 6, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. On your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that that may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. You know, I'm looking right here, and I'm trying to see where... Wrath thief. Wrath thief. 
<laughs> I'm looking here. And I'm trying to see where it says um who it says to bring him up into training the admonition of the Lord, and uh, I don't see Joe Biden or Donald Trump here. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That's a whole podcast. I don't see. I see fathers. 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 Not teachers. Not pastors. Fathers. Fathers. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Um, we had a conversation the other night that I think works good with this. Mm. Um, as a father, you have the right to be able to uh, delegate some of that authority to the mother. Yes. All right? Now, um, I have a wife, and I think you probably do too, where I, you I could do. say, um, you don't know what I'm going to say yet. You, you might want to hold off on that. She watches uh, our podcast too. <laughs> to where, <laughs> to where um, you know, you, you, you might be able to, uh, <laughs> I got distracted. To where I, to I can say I can I can give her, um, I can get I can delegate that responsibility to her, yes. and I can trust what she's teaching. Um, um, she's not as far along and well thought out on some of these theological things as I am, but we are in lockstep. Right. Right. And so, um, and and, and she's intelligent enough. She's she's resourceful enough. You know, she's found her own stuff and so uh morning bible study is right. with mama yeah and, and then homeschooling is also with mama and our homeschooling really does revolve around uh the scripture and so uh one of the things that that we use i think um is is uh is in uh cooperation with uh Answers in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Ken Ham's so ministry. our, our yep. science stuff is through Answers in Genesis, and, and and so you may or may not have a wife. That and I'm not saying it's bad if if you don't. Um, it does allow me to be a little more, bit more lazy. Let let's be honest about that, right? Um, that being said, it doesn't mean that I go. She's got it. Throw up my hands and walk away. Right. I need to be able to go in there, and, and I do. A lot of mornings, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm sitting. I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, they've got something. I don't know if they're still doing it. I haven't remembered them doing it recently. But at, for a while, uh, my youngest son was going through this whole thing where he was, uh, they were talking about animals, right? a certain kind of animal, and they would describe it, and they'd say, how much do you think it weighs? You know, and they'd say numbers, and i throw, if I thought they were close, i throw out some outrageous number. You know, I'd be like, how much does a skunk weigh? You know, and they're like, 10 pounds, 50 pounds, you know, that right. guy. I mean, 1,000 pounds, you know. And then, how much does an elephant weigh? You know, and they, they, they would throw out, you know, uh, <laughs> 10 pounds, 50 pounds. I mean, 2,000 pounds, you know. <laughs> but but, but um, all that to be said, I was listening. I was paying attention. I was right. listening to what she was teaching them. Not because I don't trust her. But because ultimately it's my responsibility right. that they are taught what is what. I, I can give you a good example. It, growing up right in the family of eight, um, my dad worked. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Just like um, your wife is doing, my mom always uh, led us in some scripture reading at breakfast. 
Um, even a song or two. Mama has a great voice, um, can sing really well. She would lead us in a song or two, uh, sometimes a catechism. Uh-huh. But I always, and I think this goes for all my siblings, we always, even though Mama spent a lot of time in the morning teaching us, yeah. we always recognized Dad as the spiritual head of our family, as yeah. the spiritual authority. And he read to us at nighttime. I, some of my fondest memories are hearing uh, Uncle Arthur bedtime stories or just reading Bible stories out of another book. We always recognized Dad as the spiritual leader of our family. Yeah. Uh, even though Mama had us most of the morning going through that stuff, uh, we never flipped those two rows. We always knew who was the head of the family. I'm going I'm to chase the rabbit real quick. You were so blessed to have that. Yeah. I, I was personally I didn't have it and I, most of the guys who I work with never had that right and and um, we honestly have struggled uh, I have a very young church have struggled with um, confusion um, uh, just a sense of lostness because we didn't yeah. have that that light to follow in, in the flesh and blood right? so, and sometimes I can only imagine not even having that foundation that prior experience yeah. trying to start from scratch yeah just starting fresh having having very little knowledge of the Bible but you're saved you know you want to raise up your children in the right way you know you want to minister to your wife in yeah. the right way that's like this is uh, some people watching this or listening they may hear us go through these these lofty subjects, yeah. and it feels overwhelming to them, right? We we mentioned that in the Men at Work podcast that uh, some of this stuff is probably overwhelming yeah. if we're talking to a new Christian man or a new Christian husband or father. I think, I think too, something to remember is is start where you're at. You know, um, mm. you're not going to do it perfect. Right. This is a sanctifying process. God is using this to draw you near to Him. Amen. That's and right. And so start where you're at. Work hard at it. Um, and 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 really, really, and we talked about the Bible study aspect of it, but really, really baptize your family in prayer. Right. Be praying with your family, with your wife, with your children baptize your family in prayer let them see you pray let them pray right. that's something and 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 i know i know why pastors say this um where it's like your family needs to hear you praying it's absolutely true but one of my greatest joys is raising my children and sometimes i just say all right i'm praying other times i may go who, do, who wants to pray tonight and i'll let one of them pray right because it gives them that practice of 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 interceding to the Father, right? Um, now that doesn't mean I just sit there in my head and go, "Oh, McDonald has a farm." Amen. Okay, cool. You know what am I doing while they're praying? I'm praying along That's with right. them. I'm I am I am filling in gaps that that maybe you know my five no well yeah my five six year old may not be hitting you know right and I'm filling those gaps and I'm. I'm thanking God that I have a, a young son who enjoys praying and a young daughter who enjoys praying. Right. Well, well, let's go and to an example of that, right? So I'm, okay. in, I'm in the first chapter of Job. 
right? Yes, sir. Now, I hope I weren't ain't stealing this one from you as well. No, no, no. no. I don't but, think I have Job anywhere. But we're in. Maybe you should have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're in Job chapter one. <laughs> Slacking, pastor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wake up, David. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Job chapter one. And this is at the very first part of the book. Uh, Job's sons would go and feast in their houses, each yep. on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course yep. that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. Yep. For Job said, and you, you imagine how personal that got to the number of them all, uh, naming each one by name. Yeah. Um, he would rise early in the morning according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. Not yeah. just one time, but made it a practice. And, and this kind of goes into uh, another, not so much a, another rabbit trail, but I'm sure your kids, every time they sit down with your wife to go over their Bible study, they're perfect angels, right? Like just got halos over their head and my just, kids. Yeah, they just kind of just filling up notebooks and perfect angels. No, my kids act like me. Um, <laughs> they're hellions. Um, but but the point of that, the point of my. I mean, I love them. Yeah. They're adorable. But but but. <laughs> the mm, point mm. of it is, like when growing up, I did not appreciate what my mom and dad did as much as I do now. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not always, I got spanked a few times as a real young kid, um, sitting under um, mom or dad reading the Bible. You know, I, I was whipped soundly a few times and I deserved it. You, you never know what your children will catch or, or remember. Yep. Your, your job is to do the commandments, yeah. do a lot of job, they do it regularly, yeah. keep applying it, baby steps, build up, and trust God with your children. Right, so Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child according to his ways. Uh, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's right. In other words, when you raise a kid up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Um, more, more likely than not, at some point, you're going to have a, a, a prodigal son moment. Um, I have a cousin who just recently accepted Christ, hmm. and, um, and he was not raised in a in a very Christian home. Um, uh, and what I mean by that is, I, you know, his. Uh, I don't want to sound ugly, but I've already kind of stuck my foot in my mouth. His parents more weren't as go to church every Sunday type of deal. Right. But you know his his. Um, his family, surrounding family, was was very godly, mm. and and um, and a lot of prayer went into this dude. Yeah, a lot of prayer went into this dude, and he came to Christ. Um, I just saw a thing where Miley Cyrus put out a song to my. Uh, I used to be young and stupid, and, and that's basically the gist of it. I I was right. young and stupid. Now I don't. I'm not saying Miley Cyrus has come to a a God-glorifying repentance or anything. No, I mean, I you can still be old and stupid. Yeah, yeah. But what I do think is uh, Miley Cyrus was probably raised under general kind of that southern cultural Christianity. Yeah. 
and 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 so there is a part of her that goes yeah yeah i can see the benefit of it i mean i i i sent you a text message earlier today joe rogan is talking to mm. uh 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 not macho man um macho man uh what is his name hulk hogan hulk, hulk hogan, hogan okay all right hulk hogan supposedly is saved He's come to I Christ. didn't watch it, so you had to you had to kind of give me an overview of it. And um, he's talking to Joe Rogan, and I remember when Joe Rogan was like, "You're an idiot for believing this stuff. Everybody knows this is crazy and made up and all that kind of thing." Uh huh. I remember that, and now he's like, "You know, I think it's good when people, people, people are looking at the world that rejected God and thinking, yeah, you know, the world with God was was less chaotic." was less crazy mm-hmm. and and I think that's causing people to kind of search for and go back to their roots mm-hmm. now sometimes their roots well a lot of times their roots weren't necessarily the greatest that's right but maybe but maybe that leads them just that little bit closer you know what I mean rejecting trash world in a, as a general rule right um, now that being said, Going back to our Bible verse, talking about uh, when we stray from God, and, and you know when we raise our kids up, hopefully they don't stray from God. But even the ones who do, tend, tend to, come back. Yeah. And, and, well, that's and, what the verse says. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what, it, and it's this wonderful thing that God does in the life of, of His people, and and right. and. and and so when you raise your children, you may not do it perfect. You may not do it right. And sometimes you'll get that, have you ever shot an arrow? You ever shoot bow and arrows much? Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, maybe, you know, you're sitting there and you're kind of like, da, 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 boop. And you let one loose. And you're like, I shouldn't have let go right then, right? Right, What yeah. happens? It goes you're, either you're, up, you're, down, yeah, you're, it's um, off. Instead of hitting the 100 on the bullseye, you may hit the 75 or 50. Right. Right. And and or the person next to you if you're yeah. way off. Yeah. Yeah. But God God can take that error and bring it right back to the hundred mark. Hundred mark being salvation in this illustration. But but can bring it back. So even if you shot wrong, right, God can bring it back. Isaiah says that um the word of the Lord will go out and it will accomplish what he desires it yeah. to accomplish. Yeah. So so the part of that analogy or the part of the scripture that was talking about the errors why do we why why is arrows something that's being used it's because arrows are a weapon of warfare that's right and and god has called us to produce weapons of warfare right children and so as we produce children we send them out into the world after being trained right uh uh, you know the whole thing about well i send my kids to public school so that they can be missionaries in the school your kids ain't saved yet Right. What do you mean you're sending them out to be missionaries? Right. Train them up. Right. That's right. Then, then as they are older and more mature, you can start. I mean, even Jesus didn't just like, uh, uh, Peter, you're my disciple now. Now go over to, to oh, I'm sorry. Go right. over to Tyre and Sidon. Right. right. Or Sidon, excuse me. Tyre and Sidon. Go there. Right. No, he trained them up. Then he sent them on short missions. And he trained them, and right. they come back and they say, "Hey, we did this and we did that." And 
And they go, okay, good. And he taught them more, and they were growing on that. Right. And then he sent them further away. And then eventually, he ascends to the heavens, and he sends them out into all the world. Right. Right? And so... Baptizing the nations. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so, the last part of the Psalms that we started with, happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Yeah. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Uh, Think about and the it. children gotta, aren't aren't just going out by themselves, yeah. right? Even though that that's that should happen eventually. Yeah. But while you're alive, they're standing beside you, fighting against the culture, fighting against the wickedness and and every power on the high places. Yeah. And think about it. That statement. You got kids that never been arrested, never been on drugs. Your enemy, he looks at you. He don't like you. He, he don't like you because you're doing better business than he is in that same field or something. Right. right? And he's like, man, I just can't get ahead of this guy. And um, Or maybe he don't like you because you're a Christian. Who knows why he don't like you, but he don't like you. you right. And, uh, but he looks at you and he goes, but I can't talk about his family. The man's got character. The man's got honor. He's never ripped anybody off a day in his life. And, 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 and. And look at his children. And people do talk about that. I mean, how many times have you been in a conversation with somebody who goes, have you heard about so-and-so's child? Mm. Have you heard about Ron? You know Ron? You know Ron. Frank and Lucy's son. He's the middle kid. Right? That's how we talk. Right. At least right. here in the South, that's how we right. talk. And, 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 and Everybody knows everybody's family. Yeah. Yeah. We, we so, used to joke that uh, in the county I grew up in, there weren't but about four families. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was a, if you said the la, there's four last names, and if you said one of them names, you had a better than ninety percent chance of hitting it right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it brings honor to a father to know that his children have gone out there and they've done right. well, That's and right. that his children have gone out there and spread the gospel, and his children have gone out there and have been fruitful in their life. That's right. And and and, and you know, I think that's part of the reason why. You know, you got proud granddad—I mean, proud daddies—but you have really proud granddaddies. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I think I think when you get that age to where you're starting to kind of put the bulk of the work down, and you're starting to to look back at your life some, and you look out and you see the the, the grandchildren running around the, the yard, the legacy that God's building, yeah, because of your faithfulness. Yeah, and, and I mean, even my dad, who who who. Um, it is not saved, but this guy is so much softer than he was when I was right. a kid, right? And and he bought the. I mean, he's always buying the kids. Kids, the kids com combined now have more guns than I do because he's <laughs> always buying guns, you know. And he's, he's like, he's like, when 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 uh when she gets this old, she can have this, and when he gets that old, he can have that, right? Uh, my question is, uh, who's who's using them while waiting for them to get older? <laughs> you ought to, well, you ought to see the safe that dude has. But, um, but but you know you make you make a good point about your dad's not saved. Yeah. Right. And but just think of the mercy and grace that God has. Yeah. Right. Hey, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. But God has a lot of mercy and grace to those who you just mentioned. A lot of people in your culture around your age growing up they didn't have the blessings that i had yeah but the lord is being very merciful and gracious yeah 
there's a, I believe it's in Exodus or Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, I don't know if I can do better. Deuteronomy. <laughs> and he says that the Lord, if you disobey, right, the Lord will punish uh, your children and your children's children. Yes. But the mercy, and then it turns around and says, the mercy of the Lord extends for, and you know, people think it's, why are you punishing the children's children for what the granddad did? Right. Well, it's consequences too. It consequences, right? But the focus shouldn't the focus shouldn't be on God is harsh. Yeah, Instead, yeah. it should be on imagine the, That's the God blessing. R.C. Sproul quote. What's, What's wrong, wrong with, with you, you people? people? I love it. Yeah. But just think of the mercy of God extending to a thousand generations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, we talk about that in our church, um, raising legacies. Yes. That's the way we talk about it. Yes. Raising legacies. And that's what we want to do as the parents in our church is we want to raise legacies. Right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it now, but that that's a, you know, the world, Doug Wilson made this point that the world isn't even that old. You mean Voldemort? <laughs> no. Nope. That, <laughs> <laughs> he said nope. I, I'm, nope. A, I'm a big fan of Doug Wilson. I am But, but the, the world isn't even. Especially his parenting books. Yes. If you want to get really good um, parenting books, um, uh, go to Doug Wilson. Look Doug Wilson standing, up. Standing Standing on the Promises yeah. is, a, is a good the, book. The only thing that I would maybe warn, and some of you may not care, some of you may would, he's Presbyterian, so he's, he's going to try to talk you into baptizing your babies, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but that being said. Um, I was thinking about uh, Chocolate Knox on Cross Politic. Uh, he always ends every episode the same way, but there's an extra fervor when James White is a guest on the show. Yeah. And he goes, if you're not married, get married. If, if you don't have kids, have kids. And when you do have kids, he'll look at James White, baptize him. <laughs> but, but no, God, God is a, a merciful God. And... You you may not have grown up right, and your kids are just little hellions running now, around. That being said, but I don't want to make it sound like I didn't have any godly influence. I had a godly grandfather. Yeah, uh-huh. I, had, I had all kinds of God. The grace was there, so I don't right. want to make it sound like I'm talking down about my upraising or anything because right. I'm not. But but yeah, yeah. So we've we've talked about children, and where we at on time? I'd say we got probably a good 25 minutes. At Let, least, yeah. Let's let's swing around a little bit to the foundations. So we talked a little bit about the man and his children, yeah. but the man, he's got to repent. He's got to be right with God. He ain't got to be perfect, but if he's got sin in his life, if he ain't saved. Now are we t- what, we're, okay. Let, I'm going back to the clarify. first. Sure. When I, you say a man must repent, are we starting from scratch? other words, I'm a, I'm a new Christian. I right. have a couple kids. Or are we talking about a man who's a solid Christian, already raising his youngins, doing a fairly good job? Let's look at it from the viewpoint of someone that is not saved. Okay. But he wants to tell his family what to do. Okay. Right? Let's look at the first part of that Psalms that we opened up with. So the, we love the last part. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. 
We love that part. But let's look at the first part of the chapter. Unless the Lord builds the house. And you know, we're, we're not preaching a, a works-based practice here either. Maybe we're, you're not. <laughs> we're supposed to be committed and faithful. Yeah. Uh, obey what God tells you to do. Yeah. Restrain the evil. That's right. Right? Follow the commandments. Yeah. Love Jesus. We're supposed to, to do these things. Yeah. But we've got to remember the foundation. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is early for you to rise up early. It is vain, I'm sorry, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Yeah. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to make sure men understand that if you're not right with God, it's vain to build your house. Yeah. Unless, unless the Lord builds the house, it's built in vain. Yeah. He must be the starting point. Yeah. Proverbs says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, of wisdom. You know, it, it, it reminds me of a man that builds his house on the sand versus a man that builds his house on a rock. That's right. A man that builds his house on the sand, it's going to collapse. Right. A man that builds his house on the rock, it holds steady. You need a strong foundation. The only foundation that will hold your house up is Christ. That's right. That's right. He, he is, he is. I mean, it, it's not a coincidence that they refer to him as the cornerstone. That's right. And so as a, as a carpentry guy, that means that is the first stone. It's not just the stone... That, that that's there and supports weight. Right. It is the stone that sets you working squarely. In other words, you you're you're gonna be working from that stone and everything right. moves out from there. And if if it is not right, everything that moves from that, even the rest of the foundation, winds right. up squalled. And, and so a dad a dad can have um or a mom can have these practices in place uh -huh. they can be um doing these works and the lord will use them as a blessing yeah because he he, he loves children he's yeah. a merciful god but unless the lord builds the house it is built in vain the the mom or the dad they must repent yeah. they must come to know christ as their savior and to honor him as lord and king yeah or it's going to be in vain um, so, it makes me. I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. Um, I, I like the illustration of cornerstone, and another good one. I believe it is chapter eleven of Isaiah. So in chapter nine of Isaiah, we have the familiar verse. Um, for unto us a child is born, unto yeah. us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, yep. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince Christmas of Peace. Song. Right. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David, and over his kingdom to order it, and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I look at chapter 11. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, 
and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall be at rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall, shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. And it goes back to, now who's this talking about? Right, who is the, the rod from the stem of Jesse? Who is the branch that grows out of the roots? Well, it's Christ. This is prophesying Christ in the New Testament. I was going to throw out like a legit Jesus? It's, <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah. It's Jesus. Uh, and the reason I go to this is we were hammering home on this, that he is the foundation, yeah. the cornerstone. We are men alive, fathers alive, fathers. because yeah, of husbands. the man alive from the yeah. grave. It, it, hopefully by now everybody's understood that we're, we're pointing you to Jesus. We're pointing to Jesus. You're, you're not going to be a man alive unless you're in Christ. Right. You, 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 you may be a happy man. You may be a a uh, uh, wealthy man. You may be a man who, even a decent father, right, or husband. But you will never be a man who genuinely loves, who, who, who is uh, raising your kids for that. Here's a good example. How many people have got fathers who love them, right? Love them as much as a sinner can love someone. And what did they do? Yes, sure, you can have the car. Hmm. Yes, sure, you can do that. Yes, honey, you, yes. Father of the years. Yes, <laughs> yes, why? Because they're afraid to say no. Because they don't understand a love that is beyond uh, mm -hmm. satisfying somebody's immediate needs. Right. They, their their love, you know, they're they're afraid that if they don't, if they say no. That that um, that that kid won't love them anymore, and so they see love as this transactionary issue. Right. Or. You wind up with a, a father who is never says yes. Everything's no. He he's harsh. He's brutal. He's because, a tyrant. Yes, yeah. because he doesn't have enough love to temper the. Uh, I say temper. I mean I mean like in a blacksmithing way of tempering. Yes. Um. To to he doesn't have enough love to be able to um, regulate properly the the, the, the temperature the temp of the, yeah, of the, the anger yeah. or the, the the you know he's like ain't no child of mine gonna do this ain't no child of mine gonna do that right and, and he and he and he tries to make them he tries to play God and make his child in his likeness he says yeah. I've created them in my likeness mm. and and because he doesn't have the love to let them be who God has created them to be right. and guide them rather than um, uh, strangle them. Right. And, I, and there again, I don't mean like Homer Simpson. I just mean 
um, emotionally strangle them, St- suffocate strang- them, stifle yeah. them. Stifling right. them is a good word. Yeah. Well, I, I like I like what you said about just you know if you when you're trying to apply the law of God, the commandments, and the principles that Christ teaches us. If you don't have that foundation, you're not going to apply them correctly. Yeah. And the most important lesson, or I would say probably the most memorable lesson my dad ever taught me, is, uh, son, don't ever punish your child while angry. Yeah. Don't ever, uh, I think the term here, don't spank your child when you're angry. My 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 dad gave, right. my da- and my dad lived by that advice. Right. I, I think a lot of my dad's was, the, he, his mindset was, I'm heavy-handed already. Right. And if I'm angry, he never wanted to abuse us. And that's a great example yeah. of, of common grace. Yeah. Because your dad, you know, he yeah. weren't Christian. He, he yeah, could mean, not have been like that. And, he, and there's he, Christian fathers. He grew up in the church. Right. But, but he never, he, his relationship with Christ right. is, I grew up in the church. Right? Right. And so um, there, there is that. Well, that, it, it kind of goes to consistency with what you believe yeah. too. Your, your dad he, he never spanked out of anger. He had that common grace, that knowledge that that wasn't the right thing to do. Exactly. There's probably Christian fathers out there who Christ should be their cornerstone. Yeah. And they're, they're going to do something out of anger. Yeah. They're going to act like a sinner. Yeah. And it's not that the Christian worldview makes them like that. They're not living consistently. They're not. With their they're not living world. in that's obedience right. to Christ. And obedience to Christ. A lot of that's pride. Yeah. I mean, as a as a father, I think you have to swallow a lot of pride, because um, what happens when your when your kid corrects you? Mm, it strikes at something in you that's yeah. fleshly. It rubs yeah. you wrong. And, and and I don't know if your kids are old enough to do this, but my oldest girl will will go, Daddy, you said this. <laughs> and you're like, I never said that. Yes, you did. And she's got a steel trap for mine. So she's like, remember you said this? And I'm like, I vaguely do remember that. Um, and, and 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 now she's not doing it to, to be ugly. You know, she just, she just remembers me saying one thing. And if you say something, we've taught her to tell the truth. Right? <laughs> she's right. going to hold us to the standard that we've t- we're teaching her. And mm. so... Um, she'll correct me, and, and 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 it's hard for a father to not just swell up in pride and be like, "Right, you don't correct me, I correct you. I'm the daddy here, <laughs> right? Right." And then there are times when she tries to correct in the boys, and I'm like, "You're not, you're not their mama. You're their sister, and um, you don't get to spank them, right? Right." And because uh, I mean, we pick on her, we call her little mama because she she just. She's going to be a wonderful mother one day. Amen. But uh, Amen. not to my boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> that shit, they have a mama. Well, you know, and, another another thing that my parents taught me that I thought was real good, and, and I've talked to my wife about this, um, don't be afraid to apologize to your child. Yes. Right? To, If nothing else, you're demonstrating how they should act when they do wrong. Yeah. Seek repentance and forgiveness from the child. Right? It, and um, that's 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 pride swallowing right here's a good example i will lose my temper with things surprise surprise and 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 if i lose my temper and i take something and i throw it you become a hoke alive yeah yeah (laughs) 
you know, I have to swallow my pride and look at my young and say, Daddy sinned. Daddy sinned against God. He sinned against you mm. uh, by, by losing his temper in front of you. Right. And not living, not living in, in a way that brings God glory. Right. Um, um, I, I, I hope that you'll be able to forgive me. And as small children, you know, they go, Dad, yeah, Daddy. Like, like, that's not even a, like, forgiving their daddy's not a, now, now I'm talking about small children, nine and under, right? Um, yeah. It's like, of course, you're my daddy. How am I going to stay mad with you? Um, and, and, and so, uh, you know, they're, they're more upset that I got mad. Right. They're, you know, you see the, the, the hurt in their eyes that daddy acted the fool. Right. And, and, and. This is supposed to be uh, the man taking care of me. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and it's scary it, it, that they get insecure. Yeah. And, and that's. And, and it teaches, especially mm, your mm. boys, that that's how you act when you mm. get angry. You know? Yeah. So when you do something, and it may not be anger, you, you, may, you may struggle with lying or something, and they catch you in a lie, you know? Or, or you may struggle with. Um, Being on time. <laughs> I mean, whatever it may be. Uh, oh, that hurt. That was close to home right oh. there. The, the, the joke in um, at the church I'm at is that uh, the halls don't count driving time, right? <laughs> church starts at 10:30. You leave home at 10:30. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. We we've always been bad about that. Um, well, you got any final thoughts? Well, we got about 10 minutes. We yeah, we got about 10 minutes. So. Um, we kind of talked about men and their children. Yeah. Men need to be right with God. There needs to be a foundation for it all. Yeah, that foundation being Christ. Being Christ. Um, and th- so to not get discouraged when you mess up. Right. Repent. And, and I kind of, I, I was asking you the question earlier. Uh, are you talking to the guy who isn't saved or just got saved? Or are you talking to the guy who's been saved? For a while? The, the answer is both. Right. Because the guy yes. who, 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 uh, for the most part, looks like he has his, his stuff together, still messes up. He still has problems. He's still, he's still being sanctified by God. That's right. And he still has to repent. That's right. And he still has to draw near to Christ. Paul Washer likes to say that the, the best sign of a Christian, of a true repentance, and I've said this before, the best sign of a true repentance is that you keep repenting. Yes. Right. You, you, keep, you care that you've hurt and so did that you've sinned against your Creator, that you've sinned against the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And there again, I, you know, um, bringing that to, to David when he, uh, Psalm 51, when he when he's saying, Lord, I've sinned yes. against you and you alone. And you're like, what do you mean I've sinned against you and you alone? You know, he sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against right. Uriah. He sinned against the, the nation of Israel as a whole. Yeah. Against the but, son. But, but really, who did he sin against? God, None of that ultimately. sin unless God claims it to be That's right. sin. That's right. And so when you sin, you, you ultimately sin against God. Now the repercussions of you sinning against God is you've hurt others. That's right. You've hurt others. You've hurt yourself by sinning against God. Yes. And so you have sinned against others, but primarily who are you really sinning against? The one who created the law to be sinned against in That's the first right. place. And so... Um, you know, don't be too prideful to go to your wife and children and say, 
forgive me. Yes. Don't be too primal to take correction. E even confess. Yeah. Go to your men. This is an area we haven't talked about. Go to the men in your church. Connect with older men. Yeah. And 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 study from them. Men who have done it. Men who have been through it and have families who have come out on the other side as Christian. Don't be afraid to go to someone in your church, uh, another man, and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this sin. Please pray for me. And I think you'll find more often than not that there are no perfect people. No, 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 no. no. no the, you're, you confessing sin is not going to demonstrate that you are insignificant or inferior to other people. Exactly. No, it's it's it should point to how holy and how great our awesome God is. I, I'm the pastor of our church, and so the a lot of people would think, well, him being the pastor, he ought to have his stuff together, and and, and I should. I mean, that's that's. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I mean that's the qualifications of an elder, right? Hold, hold on, man. Let's let's make this legit. Say say that again. A pastor but, has what? He's supposed to have his stuff together. <laughs> That's disgusting. It all came back at you. It did. The breeze. I saw, I saw it the just kind of yeah. walk back. So, uh, so, what I mean is, the, it, the pastor has to meet. <laughs> the pastor has to meet certain qualifications. So, you know, we don't want a pastor out there who's slapping his wife. That's around, right. That's right. Right. Or, or ignoring his children and that kind of right. thing. Right. But uh, that doesn't mean he's perfect and he knows everything. And so. I go to, I've got a guy in my church who's older than me. He has kids my, who are my age. And, and when my kids do things, I go to, I go to him and I say, man, uh, my kid did this or my kid did that. And I, um, one of my kids, one of my kids lied one time and it was like, you could not get them to say, tell the truth to save your life. Mm. And we walked through like, we walked through everything. I mean, we, we did everything to be like, why won't you just tell the truth? We know the facts. We know you did it. We yeah. just need a confession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Repent and turn to Christ. Um, and oh. so, uh, all that being said, you know, it, it was, I go to him and I say, what do I do? Like, like I, don't, I don't want him to think he got away with something. Right. But at the same time, I, it, it isn't like I can just beat it out of. Yeah. 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 You can't and do so, that. So, um, I spanked him. I spanked him abundantly. Right. <laughs> uh, um, don't don't take that to be like fifty or even more than. It wasn't even forty. Forty month. Forty less one. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't anything <laughs> like that. It was, but but. You know. Well, I like what Vody Bacham says. Uh, you know, you're in a situation where the child is, is it's a battle of wills. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can't abuse the child into exactly. repentance, but you don't let the child win. Yeah. Right? Well, whatever you have to do to show the child that he is not winning, Yeah. you got to do that. It's, the child has to submit himself to your authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and we haven't talked much about fatherless homes. Um that hasn't been really the theme of this podcast in particular. And, and that could be a full podcast on And that own. it could, but we do acknowledge that there that's an issue. There is sin in the world. What we've kind of talked about is a general um, a general good, so to speak. Um, but there are mothers who, who are raising boys on their own. And, and there are fathers who are just completely lost. 
Right. And there are there are things going on in this world that interfere with with the, with these things. So so that could be a podcast. It, on it could. It could. Um, we could talk about. I'm glad Tim, you brought that up. Timothy, right? Timothy's mom and his grandma who yeah. taught him in in the home setting, presumably because there wasn't a father in the picture. Yeah. Or maybe not well, a Christian. Well, the, the idea was that they were Jewish, and he was Greek. Right. Right. So there was something. There was a whole yeah, thing yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. So, at least that's. I don't want to say that with authority, but that's kind of my understanding. It's of the worth situation. researching and a good yeah. podcast on. Yeah. So. Uh, I kind of I would like to close out my part, and then if you have something you'd like to add to it. Go ahead. Um, that the thousand generation verse. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. And He repays those who hate Him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with him who hates Him. He will repay Him to His face. Therefore you shall keep the commandments, the statutes, and judgments which I command you today to observe them. Amen. Look, if you're interested in finding us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, podcast at Man Alive, Man Alive in Christ. Man Alive in Christ is usually where we you find our stuff. That's so that we can separate ourselves from all the other Man Alive stuff. That's right. But but Man Alive Man in alive. Christ. So I'm gonna say this. Man Alive, that was a good podcast. Man Alive. Have a good one.